home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. Welcome back to the most riveting banter hour you are going to hear tonight, and it's going to be with, you know, me, Garrett, and our guest co-host, Rob Watson. I'll be bringing Rob on in just a couple of moments. So much to talk about tonight. I'm not even sure how we're going to get it all in in an hour, but we are going to try. My usual quick reminder of other programs we have right here on the network Um, And other guest co-hosts we have on the show with me every Monday night live at 7 p.m. Upcoming next week, we'll have Rebecca Fisk, America's Top 50 Psychic. We do specials with her and take uh, listener calls every once in a while. And we'll be making some announcements for Rebecca soon. Also, Mary Lou Monroe Ray, she'll be doing some more specials with Rated Oz Radio, which we're very excited to bring to you from Down Under. She's in Brisbane, Australia, and she loves to interview all of the Australian music and entertainment celebrities. She's got a bunch of programs that she has already taped, um, but you know how it goes. Sometimes you need to get things edited, and the people that you're editing things with, you know, they've got things they've got to do, and so on, and so on, and so on. Just snowballs, but she's got some great material already taped in the can, as they say, And now she just needs to have it edited to fit into a neat little package of one hour. As you know, Mary Lou loves to talk. And I say, Mary Lou, we have one minute left, and she wants to talk for six. So um, that's where we're at with her shows. So Rated Oz Radio is going to have some great shows coming up. And then again, every first Tuesday of the month live here, we have Journey with Stephanie and Stephanie is always bringing somebody new in the world of healing and energetic, fun stuff to the airwaves. And she'll be back this coming uh, February with a brand new episode. And of course, our favorite show of the week is always rated LGBT radio with starring Rob Watson. And that show you can also hear on iTunes podcast, on iHeartRadio, and everywhere you want to take your podding with you. Of course, if you're listening here on Blog Talk Radio, we appreciate it. And if you favorite the show, you can do that and, um, and so much more. You can listen to all the past episodes for the past 11 years and go back and say, I remember when you had and, you know, call in if you want. And if you want to call in tonight on topic, this is not a psychic call in show, folks. So I'm just going to warn you that if you call in and ask for our opinion, you're going to get it. Eight three two three six five seven fourteen ninety three is the call, and we are live for the next hour. And it's always a pleasure to welcome Rob Watson to the show. Rob, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I can be a little psychic if they if they want a little impression. I'll I'll psychic it up for them. Well, I I, I like your psychic insights. I can also kind of psychic <laughs> it up, but it's more smart ass it up. But you know, <laughs> take what you get. It's a free show. They're not paying you know, us for the content here anyway. Right. So it's been exactly. a minute or two. So, yeah. so we haven't talked since before Christmas, I don't think. Or if we have, I don't remember I don't, because brain is yeah, just kind of Yeah, I was trying to remember what, what date that was because uh, a lot's been going on. So, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah I, well, and I didn't want to be repetitive of something that we've already talked about because, you know, these people, they take notes. 
they do they take notes and then they give us editorial comments you would be surprised rob how many times i get like a 7 to 12 page essay with bibliographic notes and insights from our listeners about things that we've said or commented on and they would like to do fact checking um the fact that our listeners like to pretend that they are Wikipedia is also something I'm very grateful for. So if you do catch us in, an, in a factual misstatement, please make sure to bring it to my attention. Seven to ten pages, double-spaced, black ink, and we want to make sure that you, know, you cite all of your sources, and then we'll, we'll make sure to grade your paper accordingly. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a very brave man. I know when I first started writing and I would put up a blog post and if there was something in it that was the least bit inaccurate, boom, from all directions. So I got very careful. Isn't that funny how everybody, you know, they all want to be armchair psychologists and armchair quarterbacks. It's like you won't go out and do the work yourself, but you're going to be the first person to say, Rob, you suck, or Garrett, you suck. Right. Like, you know, I didn't recall asking for your opinion. And frankly, if I wanted to hear it, I'd give it to you. Thank you very much. But, um, you know, no, I'm all kidding aside. We've got great listeners. And whenever they do have something they want to share, it's always fun to hear from you. But um, I I think I was getting a little snotty here. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts on the way home. And somebody who likes to call into the show um, was saying, you know what? I'm going to stop calling in because every time I call in, you know, somebody calls and bitches about the fact that I call into the show. And, you know, I've been listening to this podcast for oh, 16 years, and I will be shocked if I could recall anybody ever calling in and saying, I don't like that caller. Now, this is a caller that calls in frequently, um, can manage to have a relevant story to any topic at any time, anywhere, any day. And you were like, where did you pull that? story out of and you are a character so I've, I've completely enjoyed all of his calls so it was funny that he was taking such offense to something that I'm not sure exists um, right but yeah anyway I think well I think that that's the thing with a lot of people is you know you hear their paranoia about things rather than mm-hmm. the truth so yeah. that happens but when I had my show here um, on I want to say public radio because it was it was commercial radio, but, you know, it was the public airwaves, um, which I had a Saturday night show every night, every week uh, in uh, the Santa Cruz area. And uh, we would have regular callers, they, and they would call into all the shows. So you yeah. would listen to the different talk shows, and you would get, you know, certain people that, that listen to each one of them. But the town of Santa Cruz is small enough that um, a couple of them actually sought me out in person. And what? that was a little weird, I have to admit, yeah. Okay, yeah, you need true. to tell me more about that. Well, because um, my co-host at the time um, was a, is my good friend, um, Sebastian Yeldon, and it, Sebastian and I, well, he's the owner of a hair salon in Santa Cruz, and it's downtown, um, and we would make reference to that on the show. And um, I'm kind of a silent business partner in it. And so I would be at the salon, and on several occasions, people would come in and go, you know, oh, I was listening to the show, da 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 da. And uh, one gentleman came in and talked, came in several times to have conversations. And uh, one woman came in 
um, saying, you know, I listen, the show, the station we were on is the, the right-wing conservative station in town, and we were the left-wing corner of that universe. So we were their token or, or one of their oh. token. Um, I don't know if I knew shows. that. Yeah, and then and um, the uh, woman who came in came in to complain about one of the other shows on the station, and she was like, "How can you? How can you be on the same station as this horrible person?" And my answer was, "You know, I didn't want to just be talking to the choir. I right, right. kind of welcome the diverse audience, and you know, it's so that was the answer. But but yeah, it is a little weird when you are." in that position where people are actually walking up to you physically and in person about, you know, the blog or whatever. Or the well, show. you, I, I suppose you probably do get a lot of fan feedback. I know you just have a new article that came out today in the blade. Do you want to talk um, and tell the listeners a little bit about that story? Yeah. Um, that, uh, that the article that appeared um, today um, is on a brand new comedian. Her name is Corinda Dobbins. Uh, she has made the circuit up here in the Northern California Bay Area um, and has gotten quite a reputation. Every, everything she appears in, though, they're saying, you know, here are five comedians that you don't know, but you need to. You know, so everybody is believing on her and very enthused about her talent and who she is but nobody trusts that anybody else has actually ever heard of her. And, and to be fair, she is, her debut album is coming out February 4th. So there, I mean, the fact she doesn't have a, an existing album out there kind of supports the idea that nobody yet knows her. But um, she's very laid back and funny. And um, my uh, co-host of Radio, LGBT Radio is Brody Levesque, who is also the editor of the LA Blade. And so that's where our pipeline between our podcast and the publication um, goes. We, we often do a show, I interview somebody, and then I will write an article that follows up. So Corinda is on the last episode of Rated LGBT Radio, our conversation, and then the follow-up article uh, to it. But Brody... Uh, Brody's a character. Brody is an old-time journalist. He knows everybody. Um, he is completely the least starstruck person you will ever want to meet. It's like he, he knows people. He's got in his Rolodex of famous people that he can call, and none of it's a big deal to him. So anyway, um, and that's a preface to say that before Corinda came on our show, he called his friend, quote-unquote, Wanda, who happened to be Wanda Sykes and <laughs> says, um, oh, yeah, we're, we're having Corinda Dobbins on our show. What do you think? And she said, she is awesome. She is one to watch. So we got a backdoor um, thumbs up on Corinda from Wanda Sykes. Um, awesome. So she, she's definitely somebody that's going somewhere. And it was very fun to talk to her. Um, we had a great conversation uh, the article is out there, so if people aren't in the listening mood, they can get into the reading mood and um, get to know her a little bit. But her her um, her new album, I happened to get a preview copy and was able to listen to it. Very funny. She's she's great. She's terrific. 
Okay. So everybody, where are we going to read this again, Mr. Rob? This is in the Los Angeles Blade, which if you're around um, Los Angeles, uh, the Los Angeles Blade comes out in print. So it's in coffee shops and um, uh, bars and, and different places where people gather. Uh, but if you if you are not inclined to be out or just want to read it right now, uh, you can go literally to LosAngelesBlade.com, and it's uh, it, I think it's in I forget if it's the opinion section or it's one of the sections. If you keep scrolling scrolling down on the on the um, paper, you, you will find it. Or you can do a search for Rob Watson on there, and um, all the articles I've written will come up, including that one. Awesome. So that's kind of cool. So d- when you go in to do the show, do the do the guests kind of get an idea ahead of time that, hey, if, this, if you play your cards right, kid, I'll do an article about you too. Or is this more of a, well, just, oh, okay, that was a nice interview. And now, you know what? I should do an article about them. Um, it varies. Uh, on the most part, it is something that after the show, I will ask Brody if he wants me to write it up or um, he'll ask me to write it up independently. Sometimes when he's talking to one of the press relations people who call him, they're calling for both. And so he knows right up front that that's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can depend. But most of the time it's, it's kind of organic where we decide to do it after the fact. Um, I interviewed uh, Belinda Carlisle on our show, um, a, just, I guess, two months ago. And yeah. uh, part of the reason I interviewed her was she was doing a um, benefit at the Abbey in West Hollywood. And so we were doing the show as a prelude to her, her doing the Abbey. And um, Brody liked the article I wrote so so much. It was originally – is going to go into the electronic blade that he decided he was going to put it in the print edition. And then it evolved that it was not only going to be in the print edition, it was going to be the cover story. So, um, yeah, it, and it just kind of traveled that way. That wasn't in the original plan. That's awesome. So it's fun. I love it. Yeah, so. Yeah. So what are we working on now? Um, right now, I, I'm not sure. You know, that, that's one thing I've um, come to start doing on the show is at the end of the show, I promise the listeners a really incredible, fantastic, fabulous show that is going to happen the following week. And then I admit to them that I have no idea what it is. But I can guarantee you that it will live up to all of that good. And that's kind of where I am right now. We've, we've got feelers out um, in a couple of different directions and we haven't got them pinned down um, yet. So I hate to promise and not have them show up, but it's, it's good stuff. We get contacted by HBO max and Disney plus on a lot of the um, LGBTQ stuff that's coming up. Uh, One thing that we did a show on, we did uh, interviewed the director of um, pray away, which is, a documentary that is on Netflix and it has, I believe it is in contention for different awards. It's definitely up for a GLAAD award, um, but I think it's um, potentially going to get maybe an Oscar nod for best documentary. 
Um, awesome. Fascinating movie. With um, It was a movie that, uh, it, like I said, it's a documentary, but it interviews all of these people who were the big wigs of uh, uh, Exodus International and mm-hmm. um, these different organizations that were conversion therapy. All of them have come out as being gay or lesbian. Or Isn't that funny? And, yeah. And this is interviewing them. And it was really brutally honest where they were, they were saying what the whole thing was about, how, you know, the lies they were living, you know, guilt over people that were hurt by what they, you know, the campaigns that they did, um, and just being very forthright and honest about it. Um, so fascinating, fascinating film. So great to talk to um, the the person who who put it all together. I mean, that's one of the things I love about doing this is, you know, I absolutely would love people to read all my stuff, and I love, you know, getting people's feedback and all of this. But it is such a charge to watch something and then actually get to talk to the people behind it. You know, it's like it's it's a really a really privileged thing to do. So, a lot of fun. Well. Good for you. And then you've, you've taken up a new career path this year as well. Are, how, how is your VIP guest blogging going for you? It's actually kicking off really well. I'm getting a lot of momentum. I've got several clients already. Um, I'm finding that my own enthusiasm about it is part of the thing. Because when I talk to people about what I can do for them and how I can write for them and all this stuff, they feel it. And and most of them are like, yeah, let's, let's get on board. I'm having a blast with it because I love telling people stories. And I'm finding that as I'm talking to these different people and their businesses, what they're about, I just get excited to write for them. And so I'm, I'm having a blast. Go figure, I'd actually go into writing as a profession <laughs> after I've been doing it for you know, a decade Ever. for free for yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. So you get a lot of practice in that's, that's for sure. Well, you know what? I got inspired. Um, and this is one I don't remember. I don't know that I'd written this before or when we talked last, but, um, the author Ann Rice passed away. Um, yes. and I wrote a tribute, um, to her, um, in the LA blade. It was, Several hundred thousand people read it. Um, but one of the things that I wrote about, I found, you know, I was going through material um, on her, and she had written this advice to writers. And she said, write, just write, 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 write. Go out and write every single day. And I really took that to heart. So I'm writing every day. And I wasn't for a while, but I am now. How does that make you feel at the end of the day? You know, it's actually draining, but in that sort of, I don't want to, I'm going to put this analogy out there. This is one of the comments that I'm going to get backlash on um, because it's not literally like a woman having a baby because I know that's very big and everything else. But in this very light analogous way, it is once you pain through a piece that you're working on, you go back, you tweak it, you build it, you, you know, you put your thought, you're firing all your brain cells around it. 
and it's done, and if you put it out there and it gives a life of its own, there is this exhausted relief that you feel, I feel, afterwards. And then I look at it afterwards as this independent thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm it's like, wow, that, that came out of my head, and there it is. And, wow, that's pretty cool. So not to switch topics, but how are Jesse and um, Jason doing? They're doing great. Those are my two now 19-year-old sons. I can't believe they're 19. I, I know. I know. It's like, I can't How old were they when you saw them? Because we hang out, hung out at your place one, one time. They, they had to be probably like, like, I think it probably like about five years ago. So... Okay, so they were 14 then, so that Yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds about young, right. But, yeah. Yep, and we went to get yeah. Thai food over yeah. a Thai wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, um, no, they're great. They're both working in, in food. Uh, they're, um, they're, it's kind of fast service food. Jason is actually really studying to be a gourmet chef, but he's currently working at McDonald's, so he's getting fast food preparation um, uh, training. Uh, but he's doing really well there, and he's moving towards management. Um, but he's also going to um, college um, at the same time um, in culinary. And Jesse is still deciding what he wants to do career-wise and where he wants to go. He may go to college. He may do some other things. But he's at Togo's, so he's making sandwiches uh, right now. And, Some of the uh, best-tasting ones around. Doing well. Well, I don't know. <laughs> no offense to Jesse, but he's he he's confessed that his sandwiches he's still ramping up on uh, getting them. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. Well, now, I always love your French fo- fries. Yeah. yeah. I would. I would. Yeah. I, I would. I would uh, verify Jason's French fries probably can't be beat. Okay. What does he do special for the fries? Nothing. I mean, he just follows the directions there. But, uh, yeah, but his, I'll tell you, the other stuff he makes um, when he prepares his gourmet stuff, that is sensational. He is meticulous. Um, he's, he's just really um, very sharp at what he does. And uh, I haven't seen him cook anything badly. Very good. Well, I know that you're always posting your, you know, the family meal pictures on Facebook. So I'm always excited to see that. So, yeah. Well, what well those are, are the okay. uh, junk food Wednesday pictures. Well, you know, but junk food Wednesday pictures still look great. Okay. This is a yeah. completely unrelated <laughs> question. Do you know what pot smells sure. like? And I don't need to ask if you've ever smoked pot. So my answer is yes, I have in the past, but I don't now. Um, but, th- but my question is, do you know what pot smells like? Yes, and yes, I have in the distant past, and um, I still – in Santa Cruz, you cannot walk down the street and not forget what pot smells like. Right. Okay, and the reason I'm asking is because I have a neighbor who lives in front of me. His name is Kevin, and Kevin is probably one of the coolest dudes ever, but I also think he's probably stoned all of the time. No judgment, and I don't care because, right. I mean, nice guy, super nice neighbor, and he's been a neighbor for many years. So tonight I get home, and I feed the dogs, and, you know, so I've got like 20 minutes to get 
everything done, you know, so I got to see if the dogs have made any mess, which they did. So I got to put stuff in the laundry, get them fed because I don't, can't deal with cranky dogs going pop, get off the radio. because We're hungry. You know, so we got to do all that. You know what? I'm going to go check the mail up front. So I open up my door and the second I open up my door, I am hit with this wave of pot <laughs> smell. Now, keeping in mind that Kevin and Krista, they keep windows closed. Okay, and I don't see or hear Kevin walking around because, you know, where we're at, it's really easy to tell where the neighbors are at and that type of thing. And I am like, how in the heck do I have this concophony of pot smell in my courtyard? And it, it was just it was just funny because it was just like this cloud just sitting there stagnant. And I have to walk through that to get up to the mailbox and then come back. And all along, I'm like, I, I don't see Kevin. Where the heck is he? He has to be out here somewhere. Uh, but there's no sign of Kevin. And it was just the funniest thing that, that, boom, there it is. And it's not any of the other neighbors. It's only Kevin. So it's, you know, God bless him. Um, but I was just shocked tonight um, walking out going, whoa, because um, it was much stronger than I would normally ever expect to smell. Yeah. So, and where was he? I don't know. All I know is that I smelled it and was like, okay, it has to. And I, re, I re-looked at their windows. The windows were all closed. So, you know, I thought, well, maybe he's inside the house, you know, doesn't want to smoke inside the house. So he opened a window on what, or something like that, because I, yeah. I could say, well, that would make sense, because that would blow it right out to the courtyard. Um, but no sign of that. I mean, you know, just windows are closed like they normally are. But, man, it just, like, hit me like a wall. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, it, <laughs> I, I think of all sorts of wild things, like you know, what if what if it was a pot smoking ghost? And um, it could which be. actually was, you know, it probably that probably isn't that far fetched because that is one thing that ghosts tend to do is it's like you walk into a room and the 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 scent of them is all around you and you smell right. different things. So, you know, well, if we. It, well, I mean, it, that would not be the strangest thing that I've heard in Huntington Beach, but um, probably I would think that they might have made an appearance long before now, but who knows? I, I don't know. Um, I have heard that, you know, when people pass and they smell, you know, like aqua velva or rose water perfume, oh, that's what my grandpa or my grandma used to wear. And, you know, then you know that they're around you. And I, I totally buy into all of that. I had yeah. a, a – um, do you do meditation, Rob? I don't know if I've asked you this. I, you know, I'm really bad at meditation. I mean, I, I, I've tried, but it's like I end up making grocery lists and all sorts of bizarre things. But, okay. So not really. I, I had a psychic reading with Stephanie Gerard. Usually I do like a monthly or quarterly session with her. And she's really for like energetic chakra cleansing and getting my, she calls it the hard drive, my pituitary gland reset and, you know, all these things. And she does it remote. This time she's in Arizona with her family. So, you know, we scheduled the time. To, and in the reading, you know, I, I, what I like about Stephanie is the fact that if I'm doing a reading with her, I don't go like, okay, and then this happened, and this happened, and then, and then, and then, you know, and then she doesn't feed off of that. I just say, okay, you know, just tell me what you get. But it's, I always 
you know, we always start with like the energetic cleaning, you know, getting the plugs pulled, um, you know, cords cut, that type of thing, chakra cleanse. If you believe in that stuff, great. If you don't, I don't really care. You know, it's just, I like it, so I do it. Um, but at the end of that, you know, Stephanie will always go into, okay, and then let's, you know, let's check in and see what I see for you and that type of thing. And this time she said, um, this is a year that I'm going to see a lot of opportunities to focus on meditation and finding like a spiritual guru of sorts. Hmm. And I thought, well, that was interesting and just kind of left it at that. And cause I, I've tried to meditate, like you've said, and I'm doing grocery lists, yeah. I can't focus. And I just, and a couple of weeks went by and I, the other night, I'm just out of the blue. I thought, you know what, I'm going to just Google how to meditate. So I pulled up how to meditate and I found a site and I read through it. And I thought, well, that seemed kind of easy. And so they had some practice ones for like a minute and five minutes and 12 minutes and that. And so I went through all of that and I thought, well, that was kind of fun. I like this because all the folks on breathing is like when you have a tent, when you have, um, you know, thoughts that come into your head that aren't about the breathing, acknowledge it and then, you know, let it go. So it's just, you're focused on, not that, you know, you're late for soccer practice. You forgot to call that right. client that, you you know, any of this is like the, you know, the breathing. And so I thought that that was really cool. Next thing I know, I'm on this um, YouTube channel and I find this guy out of India and his name, uh, this will all come full. Well, I don't know if it'll come full circle, but I thought it was fascinating. His <laughs> name is Sad Guru, S-A-D-H-G-U-R-U, S-A-D-H-G-U-R-U. I found him on YouTube and he, and he was not doing a meditation, but it was like how to meditate. And so he just talks for like five minutes about the meditation process. And I went, well, that, that was interesting. That was not was I was expecting. And he was so well-spoken. It was like, he was just like this super cool, like, Indian guru type of guy. So the next thing I know, I'm, you know, watching his five minute thing. And then I don't know how it came up, but it was like, oh, yeah. And if you'd like, download my app. And I'm like, you're kidding. You've got an app to this is too cool. So I downloaded the said guru app and it has this 12 minute meditation on there. And it guides you through the whole thing, which is exactly what I need, because otherwise I'm making grocery lists like Rob right, right. and went through this. And the first time I did this the other night, Rob, and, and again, I'm just sitting here going through the, the meditation, listening to it. And you, this will just sound like so, so made up, but I, I swear to God, it's true. About eight or nine minutes into it, my eyes are just like watering. And I would call it like tears, except it didn't feel like crying. But my eyes are just like watering and, you know, the you know, water's pouring out of my eyes. It was the most surreal thing ever. Mm. Um, and the, the, prog- the program he has, it's all free, or at least what I've press the buttons on so far is all free, but it's like, you know, do this for 45 days, you know, twice a day or once a day for 90 days. Now I, I'm going to admit I've only done it twice. I have not done it today. Um, but I was in physical therapy today for my shoulder and the lady that um, sometimes works on me, she's from India and I've given her some essential oils to work on thyroid things. And we've just been talking about our Ayurvedic, um, you know, uh, the way of life and, you know, diet and exercise and that type of thing. So I'm saying, oh, yeah, over the weekend, I started, you know, I found this meditation thing. And I can't remember the guy's name, but it starts with an S. And she goes, is it Sadhguru? And I said, yes. And so we started talking about all the, you know, and, she, and I said, yeah, it's, um, I am not my body and I am not even my mind. You know, that's one of the, the chants that they go through. 
And so we're right. just laughing and laughing and laughing today about the fact that now we have one more thing that is in common. And, you know, and here I am thinking, here is this lady from halfway across the world. We have absolutely nothing in common. And, you know, every time I go in there and she's doing a session on me, you know, there's either a type of food we like that we just, you know, chat about or meditation or, you know, sad guru or now that, you know, there's an app. Anyway, small world. No, that's that's awesome. And what how do you feel after your two meditations? I mean, what is there? What is your mindset as you walk away from that? Here, okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm a big doubting Thomas. You know, this is even like the, the my sessions with Stephanie. When I first, you know, started doing this with Stephanie, I thought this is a bunch of crap, because that's my <laughs> gut instinct to think everything's a bunch of crap. And right. after my first, you know, session with Stephanie, I felt lighter, I felt better. Circumstances that we, um, you know, she coached me on or shared or you know whatever gave me the reading for, all seemed to start getting better. And it's just odd. I find my monthly or quarterly sessions with her, it, I can tell because it's like, oh, I need a tune-up. And I have my tune-up with Stephanie. And all of a sudden, things just start, you know, chugging along again. Things that were stuck get unstuck. So believe it or not, I don't really care. It works for me. So doing this meditation no, that, is yeah, still a new awesome. thing. And yeah. after the first, you know, couple of sessions, I would sit there. And they said, you know, sit there longer if you want. Slowly open your eyes. And I... Where Rob, I had this energy that was just like coursing through my body. Now it didn't make me want to get up and run a you know a sixty second mile or something like that, but it felt just very. I, I felt very charged in a very comfortable way. I don't know how else to explain it, and I oh, thought that was really interesting, and I like that. But I will tell you, I am still. I was still processing my shopping list. And I was still trying to think, you know, so it's kind of like, okay, what am I getting out of this? And so I think um, my takeaway is that I want to understand this more so I can do more meditation, but then figure out, you know, when I'm going to carve time out of my day to do it. You know, I, I would like to do it lying down while I'm getting ready for bed, but that's not, that's my, you know, gratitude time or my prayer time. Um, and so it's like, I've got to figure out when I'm going to sit down and cross my legs and have my feet on the floor and, you know, spend my 12 minutes I'm working on that. Right. Yeah. It's when listening to you, my inclination would be, I have this, at this point at night, in the middle of the night, um, I've been working on getting enough sleep because for a while there I wasn't, I was getting six hours sleep and, um, I was feeling the effect of that. And um, I've had this challenge of sleeping through a seven or eight hour period and not waking up several hours before I'm supposed to get up and not being able to go back to sleep. Mm. And I've been very um, cognizant of my dreams because they are so kind of, frantic and chaotic with lots of people and a lot of stuff going on and, and all that. And what tends to happen is as I end a scenario in the dream, I wake up and I remember Ooh. the scenario and I remember what was happening, but it was sort of like we reach a conclusion of whatever the, the thing that was going on and I wake up and my head in the wee early mornings of the hour are going off on all the things that I have to do you know, the next day or in all the things I'm involved in and all this stuff. And so that's the point when 
I have actually tried to do some meditation. Um, however, if, if your product after getting up with meditation is this high sense of energy, it's probably not the best time for me to do it. Well, but I, I think, you know, you, you can – you can have relaxation meditation. You can, I, mean, I think there's probably all kinds of different types. Yeah. Um, and I suppose, you know, Googling it you, or, you know, going on YouTube and typing in relaxation meditation, you're probably going to be able to find some things. I was really expecting to more find more like sound bowls, you know, where you, you know, that type of thing. Um, right. So I was, I was shocked that I came across this guy and it was just something that I kind of, thought, well, that was interesting. I'm going to sit here and listen to his little spiel for a few minutes. And it didn't make me want to turn it off. And I think to me, that was probably more surprising that I didn't want to turn it off. Well, no, I think that's excellent. And let me just say, even though I've not mastered doing it well, I do respect it, you know, and mm-hmm. I respect the the benefits of it. It's, um, um, yeah, it's just, my my head is always going, and it's hard so, to it's hard to get there. When you because I I haven't been able to sleep for eight hours nonstop for I don't know decades because I also this is so much TMI but I also drink like a trillion gallons of water before I go to bed and during the night, and so I'm pro- constantly getting up to you know go to the boys' room. Um, and on right. top of that, then I have dogs, even though I take them all outside, I said, okay, everybody, let's go potty because Papa wants to get a good night's sleep. And I'm like, okay, Papa. And they all go outside and do their tinkle um, somewhere in the middle of the night. Bill's like, yeah, I think I'm going to get up. I'm like, you don't have to get up. And if I use any type of a tone with him, he's like, oh, I have to get up and now immediately get out of the bed. And during the colder months, <laughs> I do keep my bedroom door closed. And not that this is interesting to anybody and nobody, I'm not inviting anybody over. So don't get any dumb ideas, you, you know, seriously, but my bedroom door opens out into my courtyard. So, if, you know, during the day, the dogs can go in and out and they can go potty and tinkle, hopefully as much outside as possible. So I have the fewest amount of things to take care of when I get home. But um, in the winter months, I close the door at night because it's cold and I need my it's cold, sleep. Yeah. And yeah. um, so, you know, right now it's where I have the door closed and Bill will get up and go, yeah, I think I'm going to get up now. And so it's like, okay, fine. I, I will get up and I'm going to open the door. And I just, I actually get up, put my slippers on that keep my feet from having foot pain because I, I don't know about that. But anyway, I go open the door and I just stand there with my head, with my hoodie on, keep my eyes closed and be like, okay, Bill, go potty, go. And then we get back into bed. And about seven minutes later, then Angie's like, Papa, I think I want to go outside oh, too. No. And I'm like, can we just get on a consistent potty schedule? If one of you goes, let's all go. No, I don't want to go outside. Yeah, exactly. So then we get yeah. into bed. And then it's like, okay, we all get set up. Oh, Papa, I want to go potty now. I'm like, come on. You guys are killing me. But anyway, yeah. So what do you, how do you, what thoughts go through your head to help you relax enough to get back to sleep? How do you combat that? I don't have them yet. I don't know. I don't do it. I don't get back to sleep a lot. I mean, it's it's really uh, actually I w- I'll I'll tell you one thing that I read about and I have done and it 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 has worked. Um, so I can't say I I never get back to sleep because when I do this and what I read was. When you wake up like that, get up, like get up, go up, go, go to the restroom, 
you know, do a few things, don't lie there and mount this mental pressure and anxiety over how you have to get back to sleep. Get up mm-hmm. and move around. And I have done that. I've gotten up and done some things and um, everything else until I start getting sleepy again. And then I lay down and then I go back to sleep. So that that has worked. It, there have been times, too, where I've gotten up, done some things, lay down, and it's like, okay, I'm still here. But um, Do you have trouble that, going that, that to has, sleep? Has worked. Not really, no. I usually don't have trouble going to sleep. I, okay. I I have um, a playlist of songs, and I just listen to the same, have the same songs every night, and I turn that on, and I barely make it through the second or third song, you know, before I'm out. So what are you listening to? I, I'm. This is really weird because uh, I, I have to preface this like. This is not what I normally listen to when I'm listening to music, but I listen to um, Andy Williams. I have Andy Williams singing Moon River and singing Love Story. Um, I have um, Patty Page singing uh, Moon River. For some reason, Moon River is a I'm going to sleep song for me. Um, I listen to the... um, Terra theme from Gone with the Wind. I listen to the Harry Potter theme. Um, what else? Those are usually the only ones that make it through before I'm out. Huh. Okay. I like that. But, yeah. They all are kind of drifting music. It's like yeah. when I hear each one of those, I, it's like I, I feel like I'm drifting off. And so that's, that's why I, I listen to them. Very good. Yeah. I, for, for a long time, this is when I was um, a big drinker. I used to drink to go to sleep. So I'd come home and I'd drink, you know, my five gallons of, you know, Chardonnay out of a jug because right. I was fancy and cheap. Um, but I would drink to go to sleep. <laughs> and then, oh, my God. We were so much the same. I, I, yeah, I, I know, right? My big jug. Yeah, big my jug big of, jug of, of big, wine. Big is, jug of wine. <laughs> Um, okay, so and, here's not to interrupt, but just segue really quick, and then I'll back to your story. But I have a big jug in the the refrigerator, and then in my kitchen, I had lined up all the individual um, bottles of wine, which I considered um, "quote unquote" single servings. And right then, there was there was one night I looked in my kitchen with all these empty bottles of wine all around, with this big full jug of wine that I was going to be dipping into in the refrigerator and realized that most of my drinking actually wasn't even at home. And that was just my, you know, whatever. So anyway, so I wow. relate. And, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, but I think, you know, for me, sleep has always been a challenge. It, 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 in the past, it's been a challenge. So I used to drink to go to sleep. Um, but then okay. I would wake up out of a dead sleep, no matter how drunk I, I was, at 2 o'clock in the morning. It was like always at 2 o'clock. And I didn't know until years later that was kind of like my higher selves or my spirits going, okay, you know, we're saving your life. You know, you wake up, you know, type of a thing. Now, and, and I just recently celebrated my ninth sober anniversary on the 22nd Yay. a couple of days ago. Yay. That is so, so awesome. 
I, it, it is awesome, and I'll talk more about that at another time. I've got a whole thing planned around um, talking about what I've done in, since I've been reborn for nine years, because I call it 9 right. AD after drinking. But after I stopped drinking, then it was like I took Benadryl to fall asleep. And then somebody told me, oh, that's a terrible thing to do, because you'll still wake up with like the Benadryl hangover the next day, which was true. I did that for a couple of years, but at least I wasn't drinking. And so I finally tried to find more natural ways to fall asleep. And what has worked for me historically, now it, I don't know if I necessarily need it, but I'm so used to it, is I drink magnesium uh, water before bed. So I get these hmm. um, containers of magnesium powder, and you can get like lemon, lime, raspberry. You can see them under the, the banner of like Calm at you know any of your grocery stores, or you can buy it on Amazon. Um, I'm cheap and I get mine off of vitacost.com because I just get more for the money and you can usually get coupons and percents off and things like that. But a scoop of that and nice warm water and I have that by the bed. So I'll drink that before a little bit before I go to bed and when I get up in the middle of the night. It doesn't put me out, but it just kind of calms my crazy. So I can kind of just naturally go back to sleep easily. And plus, most people are severely magnesium deficient, can also cause leg cramps and things like that. Sometimes people will eat a banana with potassium. Yay. I'm not a doctor, but I, but I play one here on the radio, so don't listen to my advice at all. Um, but I found having that magnesium powder in that, in that warm water was, if nothing else, comforting to me if you don't like just plain old water, and it did help me sleep. Um, but I will tell you, you know, getting up so many times in the middle of the night, that type of thing, it, it probably the last, I don't know, five, six months as I've been having trouble going back to sleep, even with the magnesium water. One thing that has worked for me, and you may find this shocking as somebody who is very spiritual, is that when I'm laying in bed, coming back to bed, trying to get to sleep, I, instead of focusing on anything else, the only thing I start doing is like, I'm so grateful for my home. I have, you know, I'm surrounded by the right people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, angels. Thank you, God. Thank you. you know, and I just start doing that. And the next thing I know, I'm out. And so yeah. I don't allow me myself to try to get into that. Oh, I forgot to call that client. I don't, oh, I need to get up and update my credit card on the blog talk thing. So the payment goes through. Oh, I need to, you know, I don't let any of that come into my head. I just start doing my thank you, thank you, thank yous. And that to me has been um, magical. And I don't know if that necessarily helps, but again, it works for me. No, that's good. Good to know. I would have to check that out. What, um, I had not heard of magnesium being being the a calming agent. Oh, so it's amazing. Yeah. Now, it's, you know, yeah. don't think it's not like, OK, I'm going to take, you know, seven shots of bourbon and it's going to knock me out. It is not that. It's just a no, very no, no. Yeah. E extremely mild flavor and because it dissolves completely in the water. I'll send you a screenshot, but it's because um, I'll, I'll send you the one that I get off of vitacost.com, not a proud sponsor of Rated G Radio. They should be, gosh darn it, because they're owned by Kroger. Um, anyway, so the uh, magnesium powder comes in different flavors. I just happen to like the raspberry lemon the best, and I buy the generic because it's the cheapest. And you can buy Calm at any grocery store and pay a fortune for it, or you can get the stuff off of Vitacost and pay like half price. Um, but just a spoon and, you know, a nice cup of water and sip it before bedtime and it just helps calm your mind. And for me, it just, you know, puts me at an easier place to fall asleep. Now, the other thing that I used to do, and I don't do it anymore because I don't need it, all natural. It was not um, anything that's habit forming, but there's a product. Again, any drugstore, any vitamin shop, any grocery store in your vitamin section will have it. It's called Calms 
Forte. It's a white bottle, blue label, and it would have this little tab, I mean, tiny little tab that looks like, you know, a tiny little half of a half of a baby aspirin. It's super tiny. And you put it you know, in your mouth, it just dissolves, has a nice little pleasant taste to it. And that, again, helps calm the brain and helps you to fall asleep. But it's not, a, it's not like um, a Xanax. It's not going to make you do crazy things in your sleep, like buy stuff off of Amazon and you'll forget it in the morning. It's not going <laughs> to give you the Benadryl hangover, none yeah. of that. Um, and I took that as well. But again, I, I just haven't taken it for a I would say years now, but I really enjoyed that also is magnesium powder and then the Calms Forte, F-O-R-T-E. Again, you can sponsor the show, any of these products. We'll take all of your money. That's fine. Um, and with these paid testimonials that we're not getting paid for tonight, but that, that worked really, really well. And I liked it because it was natural and it was not anything that was habit forming. I could do it or not do it. Um, but I just felt with the magnesium because I you know, was not getting that really from other sources that, you know, maybe that was also helpful in helping me not have, you know, cramps, muscle cramps and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm actually looking um, because I have to Google everything. Just, yeah. Just, that, that's just one thing. And you'll see articles. Saying, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking because I'm, I'm looking at the food that has it in it and I eat a lot of this food. That, mm-hmm. that, you know, spinach and cashews and almonds are, I eat almost every single day. But yep. I'm amazed because it's showing how much, um, how much magnesium you get in those items. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking at the recommended dietary allowance for it, and it's mm-hmm. 400 to 420 um, milligrams for men. And it's like, I'm looking at where you get it, and it's like, you have to eat a lot of this stuff to get that amount. It's, right. I would say most people are probably deficient in magnesium based yeah. on this information. So, yeah. And so, Good it, know. you know, for me, it's, and, and I'm not trying to fix anybody except for myself, but it, it makes so much sense when I hear people say, oh, I can't sleep at night. Um, oh, I, you know, and so I, I had an extra glass. Of, and if you want to drink your wine, I don't care. I, you know, I have no triggers. I, I, you know, if that's what your thing is, great. It's not mine. It's not yours either, Rob. We know yeah. that. You're, yeah, and right. what's your milestone? Was it 25 or 30 or what's your, 25. what's your chip? Um, I'm embarrassed to say what my chip is. You need to be proud of your chip. <laughs> uh, okay. But yeah, but see, all right. Um, so on, um, March 5th and, um, was it two months or a month and a half? I'm going to be 40 years sober. Holy crap, that's amazing! It's like that's why it's like it's. I mean, I'm. I had a woman, and and I'm not saying she wasn't that. She was completely accurate, but um, she was guessing me the other week to be 49 years old, and okay. so if I if I want to pulled that kind of illusion off with people, it's very hard to tell them that I'm 40 years sober because very few of them really believe that I got sober in elementary school. Well, but, you and, could be Drew Barrymore, and then that could be a true story. <laughs> but it's not. But, but it's I, not. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I am very proud of you for that 40 years. That's an amazing accomplishment. Uh, it's, you know, it's a life. I mean, and it's to your point of – of what you talked about, about, you know, your nine years of 
life AD and, mm-hmm. you know, 40 years AD is, is, you know, there's no point where I wanted to unravel the life that I had. And that's exactly what would happen. So isn't that funny? I, I mean, I wouldn't have yeah. two sons if I yeah. had continued the path that I was on, you know, drinking it, that just would not have happened. So, um, well, and I think that that is such a, um, I think at some point you need to write a book on that. I'm writing part of my next installment of the blonde Jesus isms now available on amazon.com or wherever fine books are sold. Um, But I'm talking about this because to me, my life really started and I felt that I'm, I was allowed for the first time in my life. Cause again, you put the restrictions on yourself in my opinion. Right. Um, but that was the first time I was really allowed to do things I wanted to do, like sing a friggin' song that was terrible. And now I'm on my fifth album. I wrote a book. I host radio shows. I've been an actor, a bad one, but I've been an actor. Um, you know, I've done all of these things that filled my soul that I, for years, said, I can't, I can't, I can't because, and you start putting all these limitations on yourself. And the moment that I said, today's the day, I'm done. Um, I can honestly say, you know, but it took me, I mean, it took me years, Rob, to be, you know, an alcoholic drunk. And I'm the first person to admit it. Hello. Uh, But after I said, I'm not drinking anymore, I've never once said, you know what? Uh, I, I want another drink. And I, that, I, I know a lot of alcoholics who are like, oh, I've still got a drink or I crave a drink every day. That's just, that was just not me. I think for, for lack of a better term, I would say I was healed of that January 22nd, right. nine years ago. And I've never said, oh, I wish I could sneak a drink or I want another one. I will tell you the first few days were kind of tough. But after that, it was like, that's just not me anymore. And I, I try right. to look back right. at my life during that time and I was like, I don't remember a lot of it, and I frankly am not proud of it. I made a boatload of money, but I was miserable my whole life. And now I have a life I like. It's not as fancy as it used to be, but you know what? That's not the life I need anymore. I've got a perfect life. I'm very happy. I've got great friends like you, um, you know, Rebecca, Mary Lou, Stephanie, all the people that are also doing shows here on the network, not to plug our shows again, but, you know, we've got some great shows. And it yeah. makes me really appreciate the fact that you're in my life and you're such a mentor and role model to me that you are now 40 years old. Yeah, and it's thank you. Well, and I appreciate that. And, and obviously, I return the affection your way because um, you're awesome and inspiring. Um, you know, you inspire me a lot and have for our whole, the whole length of our friendship, which has been a long time now. It's been um, a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's funny that you said that I should write about it because it, I, a psychic told me with my last psychic reading, um, and this kind of stifled me and still is a little bit because she said, okay, you're going to write a book and you're going to write a book and, I see you standing in front of like this huge auditorium of people talking about it and you're going to be hugely, hugely successful and lecturing all over the place and blah, 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 blah. And as soon as she said that, I mean, I walked out of that kind of going, Ooh, that's cool. That's great. That's the writer's block. <laughs> Cause now anytime I sit down to write, it's like going, okay, ugh, squeeze out this fantastic, magnificent thing that's going to, and you know, nothing. 
but maybe maybe you just hit on what it is. So. I think you need to do this because as much as I think I'm going to be magically have this fantastic book or section of a book done by my 10th anniversary, and that's actually my goal, the fact that you've got 40 years behind you and or you had 40 years that you let be opened to you, that's the story. You know, you can you can be doing TED Talks or, you know, not this, you know, 16 person alcoholic anonymous down on Santa Monica Boulevard so we can get some cigarettes and, you know, stale donuts afterwards. We're talking changing lives in the thousands and thousands. And I think that you have the right. talent, skill and ability to make that happen. So get on it, Rob. Okay. I, yeah, no, it's, there's something in there and it will, it will emerge. If you don't do it, I will. And you better, I'd rather be a junior to um, your story. So hurry up and get it done so I can, you know, tag along on your coattails. Okay. You can be my opening act. I'll be the, yeah, I'll be the opening act. I'll tell, you know, really lame jokes. And then we'll say, and now for your featured presenter, Mr. Rob Watson. And then everybody go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Well, no, I, this is I, a show I didn't really expect tonight. This has been this has been super. It's always fun. I never know the direction we're going to take, but I always look forward to this time that we get to spend together each month because we don't really have a chance to talk with you know life that goes on for both of us in between. Yeah. No, I know. I was actually reminiscing on that. That I, I think about a third to half of our whole relationship is spent talking in front of theoretically other people. So, yeah. 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 Well, we have got two minutes and 40 seconds left. And unlike Mary Lou, who would take 12 minutes, God bless you, Mary Lou. I love you, but girl, we're going to turn that clock. We're going to tighten that in. Um, any closing thoughts, things you'd like to impart upon this world before we wrap up our show tonight? No, just thank you. Thank you for the time. Um, uh, check out uh, Rated LGBT Radio. I'm really proud of what we do there as well, which would not be there if it weren't for Mr. Garrett Miller and kind of opening this whole thing up um, to begin with. But um, we do have unique and awesome guests from the LGBTQ world. Um, we, I won't go into the past few episodes, but the past few were really phenomenal. And um, as, as were all the ones preceding it, um, I'm just really proud of who we have on and the conversations we have. Well, there we go. Thank you, Mr. Rob. My shameless music plug of the night, if, you've, if you're listening live right here on Blog Talk Radio on the show page, I'm hyperlinked to Blonde Jesus the Musical and have yourself a merry little Christmas on Spotify. You can click the links, go listen, and get your new favorites for the holidays and for your summer rocking out now. And we will see you next week with my very special guest, Miss Rebecca Fisk will be talking about life and what she's doing as America's Top 50 Psychic and so much more. It's always a pleasure having you guys join us. If you would like to have any special show topics, maybe even other guest host suggestions like we did last week with Rick Caratosh out of Los Angeles, a famed screenwriter, actor, singer, songwriter, let us know. Write to the show, uh, ping us, and we'll... Love to entertain you. So again, everybody have a great night. Be safe. Be well. Go get that booster shot if you haven't already. That's um, that's Done. what you need to do. Done. Yeah, me too. I try to get my fourth booster shot or my second booster shot. I get the fourth shot. And the pharmacist says, the CDC will not allow a suit. And I said, you don't have to tell yeah. anybody. And he says, you cannot get your fourth <laughs> shot. And I said, I promise I won't tell. Just go ahead and jab me in the arm. No. Okay. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs> You've been listening to Rated G Radio.